your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I would like to thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen on this Monday afternoon. And as always, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And in today's episode, we will be looking at both games from this past weekend as well as diving into this past week's Locked On NHL power rankings. So diving into the first game from Friday night, the game against the Philadelphia Flyers. I said in this game that the Carolina Hurricanes in the past, their kryptonite had been Metro Division opponents. And that's what it was in this game. The Carolina Hurricanes ended up losing this game 2-1. to one. And it wasn't that it was you know as a whole an absolutely god-awful game like the game against the Florida Panthers. Wasn't like that. The Carolina Hurricanes played pretty, honestly, not pretty good. Some of their best hockey they played all season in those first two periods. But then they just had an absolutely ugly third period. They played 40 really good minutes and a bad really 20. And the Philadelphia Flyers really took advantage of those bad 20 minutes because that's where they scored both of their goals. And that's not taking away from the Flyers because the Flyers as a whole, they played a really good game. They kept it close and they knew that this was going to be a really hard game for them. And again, it's a metro it's a metro division matchup. The teams always bring a little extra in these games regardless of where they're at in the standings, whether they're the top team, bottom team, middle team, whatever. And then the Metro division is arguably the hardest division to play in in professional hockey. Heck, you look at where those teams are right now, every single team is above 500. So you you look at that and you know all these teams are good teams you're going to be playing against. And Carter Hart was really, really good for the Flyers. He wasn't like the Carter Hart that we saw last season where it was like, oh my God, what is, what is this? He looked like the Carter Hart that the Flyers were banking on to be their future in between the pipes. And you, know, you look at that, he made 39 saves because the Hurricanes, they had 40 shots on 40 shots total in that game against the Flyers. So he had his work cut out for him. And I will also say, you know, you know, he obviously, you know, played a really good game. That factors into it as well. But one thing in that game there was the Carolina Hurricanes just were not getting lucky any lucky bounces whatsoever in that game because it was just time after time after time that they would miss just by a hair or knock off the post or something like that. They just weren't getting those lucky bounces that they had been getting in other games. So that was definitely a little frustrating there. That's, again, just one of those 
weird things in hockey. It could happen to any team on any given night. It could happen to the best team. It could happen to the worst team. Every single night, there's going to be that element of luck in there. Like, all right, is this puck going to go exactly where I want it to go? And on that night, they just weren't getting those lucky bounces. They just weren't. And I will say, you know, when it came to the power play in that game, the they failed to capitalize on that, which is something that the Hurricanes have been struggling with as of late of their power play not producing the way it had been early on in the season and then last season as well because they went 0 for 5 on the power play. So obviously we want them to capitalize on power plays and take advantage of that. But it wasn't that the power play was inherently bad because out of those five chances, they did have nine shots on goal in those. And that just goes back to the that element of luck in hockey. And they just weren't lucky on that night. And then Seth Jarvis, he ended up having a goal called back in this game and in the game against St. Louis. So hopefully, you know, things will start turning a corner for him and he'll actually get his goal to count. But where the power play was, wasn't able to capitalize the hurricanes penalty kill was absolutely outstanding because they went five for five on the penalty kill. So it's nice that while, you know, obviously we lost the game really bad 20 minutes at the end that the penalty kill was a bright spot in this game. It's nice that it's not one of those games where it's absolutely trash all the way through that, all right, yeah, there's still something really positive we can take out of this game, and that's our penalty kill because they were outstanding, especially when you look at the power play not being able to convert. You look at that bad 20 minutes at the end, the penalty kill still held strong, and that's really, really good. And then some another really good positive was Frederick Anderson. He went 26 of 28 in the game against Philly with a 929 save percentage. And to be quite honest, he was the reason Philly only scored two goals in that third period because the Hurricanes were not good in that third period. It's been talked to death at this point of just how bad that third period was of just them getting complacent and you you just they weren't putting forth a hundred and ten percent or even a hundred percent they weren't giving it everything they had and again they just got really complacent and Philly took advantage and again Frederick Anderson he was really really good throughout the game and it seemed just kind of sounds like a broken record at this point of oh Freddie he was really good in this game he was really good in that game and again yeah he he was another really bright spot in that game where again he's the reason they didn't score more had you had a off night let's just say yeah we'll talk about him here in a few minutes but Alex Lyon in net while yes he was good against St. Louis the team was definitely having an off period there and had you had him in net, could have been a different story. But you had Freddie in there, and he was absolutely outstanding. And he was the reason we only lost by one goal in that game. But 
the Hurricanes, they have to play a full 60 minutes. You can't just play 40 and expect to win. Because you could be up by four goals and you just decide to ride your coattails there for the final 20. And then the other team's going to be like, going to be playing with so much desperation to try to win that game. They take advantage of that. And then they'd be scoring and they caught you off guard and you can't get your footing back. So the Hurricanes need to play a full 60 minutes. And that is what they did against St. Louis. And we will talk about that game right after this quick break. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for all the other good stuff. Well, I want to tell you a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more about DirecTV Stream at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Now we were discussing the loss to Philadelphia on Friday, now you look at the other game in that back-to-back from this weekend, the St. Louis Blues on Saturday, and this was also going to be a very hotly contested matchup. The Blues are a very good team. They were one of the final four undefeated teams in the NHL, and you knew they were going to be a very, very tough opponent. This was Again, just like Philly, the first time we'd seen this team in nearly two years. And this was also Justin Falk's first game back inside a PNC arena since being traded back in 2019. When we got Joel Edmondson and Dominic Bach. And yeah, it's crazy to think that it's been that long since that happened. And of course, he got a nice tribute video to at the start of the game. Nice round of applause and standing ovation from the crowd. While he definitely had his down moments, he was definitely a bright spot for the Hurricanes in some very, very dark years for the franchise. So it was nice to see him get a warm welcome. And you look at this game, it was Alex Lyon making his debut for the Hurricanes which was something that initially really worried me because while he does have NHL experience, he's not Freddie Anderson. He's not Auntie Ranta. And you're going against a team like St. Louis. That did worry me there of, okay, what's going to happen tonight? And he was an unlikely hero for this game. He was really, really good in this game for the Hurricanes. He ended up going 27 out of 29 with a 931 save percentage. So he was really good for the Hurricanes. He really surprised me. And I was really, again, pleasantly surprised. I was really nervous because, again, it's not like he was going against a bad team. He was going against one of the better teams in the NHL. And he brought it. He did. And the Hurricanes did as well. Because you had Brady Shea score 
A little over a minute into that first period, uh, the official time was a minute and 15 into the first period is when he scored his goal. He made good uh, from the game against Tampa where we thought he had the game-winning goal in overtime, which ended up getting called back. So he ended up getting his first of the season there to open up the scoring. And then in the second period, you had a really great pass from Svetch to Tony D'Angelo to Sebastian Ajo to put the Hurricanes up 2-0. Then the Blues end up coming back, tying it up in the third period. Pavel Buchnevich scored late, or about midway, really, through the second period. And then Vladimir Tarasenko scored really, really quickly into the third period, less than a minute in. So then it was a real back-and-forth battle between these two teams and then Brendan Smith ended up scoring his first of the season his first as a hurricane at 1703 in the third period and this was really a game where it was that next man up mentality that I've talked about in the past with the hurricanes of all right this guy goes down this guy comes up just like when you know Niederreiter went down Seth Jarvis came up and he's take advantage of every opportunity that he's had. He's been absolutely fantastic for the Hurricanes. Then you have Alex Lyon last night taking advantage of his opportunity, being really good for the team. Brendan Smith ended up scoring the game-winning goal for us. And just having those unlikely heroes for the Hurricanes and those guys that maybe not everyone knows who these guys are, them stepping up making those big plays, the big saves, and winning the game for us. And that's something that's going to happen over the course of a season. But it was really nice to see those guys stepping up, just like I've said in the past. Again, sometimes, guys, y'all don't like it, but the New England Patriots motto of do your job, that's what the Hurricanes did last night. They did their job, and they ended up getting the win for the team. And that was really, really great. And again, that next man up mentality was really good. And then, of course, in this game, Seth Jarvis had yet another goal called back. Hopefully in the next game, he'll get one that actually stands. We'll see what happens. But the kid, again, he is playing really outstanding hockey, taking advantage of every opportunity he's been given. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with him whenever... Nino comes back, see what happens. Is he going to stay up with the Hurricanes? Is he going to go back to juniors at this point? Nino's, as far as I know, is still on IR. So it's not like he's going to be coming back anytime soon. I know he has been skating and practicing. But just because you're doing that doesn't mean that you're going to come back. We saw that with Peter for a while last year of... You know, he was skating and practicing for a while, but he was still on IR. He wasn't back. And then, obviously, he did end up coming back. We went with that three-goalie system for a while. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And same with Brett Pesci. Well, really no updates on him, what's happening. But I do think with uh, Auntie Ranta, I think we may be seeing him soon because while Alex Lyon did get the win in his Hurricanes debut, he was sent back to the Chicago Wolves yesterday. So great on him, you know, taking advantage of his opportunity that he had. 
and getting the win for the Hurricanes. Now he's going back to the Chicago to the Wolves. So that does make me think that we will be seeing Brendan or not Brendan Smith, Auntie Ranta back in the lineup soon. He was obviously nursing a concussion. So with Lyon going back, I think we may be seeing him soon. Nothing has been said from the Hurricanes other than we had seen where he had been skating and practicing, but I'm guessing we're probably going to see him soon uh, once this West Coast road trip starts. It starts on Tuesday against Vegas and Thursday against Anaheim, Saturday against LA, and then we still, it just keeps going and going and going, and then you have San Jose on next Monday, and then Seattle on Wednesday, and then we're back home. So it's that time of the year for the West Coast road trip. But of course, we will be talking about all those games as they happen. But now the power rankings for the Locked On NHL Network. Those came out at the tail end of last week. And we will be talking about those where the Hurricanes are right after this quick break. Now you guys know me. You know I love Thanksgiving and all the good food and treats that come along with it. But sometimes... You don't want a dessert that's going to kill your diet and you want something that isn't so full of calories and sugar. And what better time of the year is it than for Built Bars? Built Bar is the new holiday dessert, so feast on something delicious and feel good about it. Because one slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories and to be quite honest, that is on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. So replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut built bar. Or go for a raspberry built bar instead of a slice of raspberry pie. There's lots of good flavors to replace any pie because built bars are low calorie, low carb, low fat, and high protein. And regardless of the flavor, they are covered in 100% chocolate. Built bars are a great option for when you're hungry. So Thanksgiving doesn't even have to be happening because you guys know me. You guys know that quite often when I go to work and I get hungry, rather than eating a bunch of junk food, I'll eat a Bilt Bar or two. So share some at family gatherings, and you never know. You may turn a family member on to Bilt Bars, and they will be extremely grateful for it because there are new surprises coming all month long, limited time flavors arriving regularly at Bilt.com, so you got to make sure you're checking that website often. And there's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday, so mark your calendar because Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now it's time to look at the power rankings from last week with the Locked On NHL network because did have a little bit of moving around so we'll go through these really quick bottom half you had at number 32 you had the Arizona Coyotes still hanging out down at the bottom 31 you had the Chicago Blackhawks 30 Montreal Canadiens 29 Ottawa Senators 28 Vancouver Canucks 27 Seattle Kraken 26 Dallas Stars 25, LA Kings, 24, Vegas Golden Knights, 23, Nashville Predators, 22, Anaheim Ducks, 21, Buffalo Sabres, 20, New Jersey Devils, 19, Detroit Red Wings, 18, Columbus Blue Jackets, and 17, San Jose Sharks. I will say definitely the bottom part of this, 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I I will say the with Anaheim, I definitely want to see them get a little bit higher up there because you look at some of the other teams that are above them, they're definitely not getting some respect, to be quite honest. And then you also have a team like Detroit really not getting some respect. Same with San Jose. So hopefully those teams come next power rankings will be seeing them up in that top half in on now on the top half of the power rankings 16 you had pittsburgh 15 new york islanders 14 philadelphia flyers 13 boston bruins 12 winnipeg jets 11 colorado avalanche 10 toronto maple leafs 9 new york rangers 8 st louis blues 7 tampa bay lightning 6 washington capitals 5 Minnesota Wild, 4 Calgary Flames, 3 Edmonton Oilers, 2 Carolina Hurricanes, and 1 Florida Panthers. Really not surprised too much on the top half of this, like the top 10. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty alright with the majority of those, especially the top 2. Panthers beat the Hurricanes, so really not surprised that they ended up taking the jump over the Hurricanes, despite the fact that they ended up going on a 2 date two-game skid after they beat the Hurricanes and the Hurricanes went on and to beat the defending champions. So, I mean, we'll see how things end up chalking up in this week's power rankings. We'll obviously talk about those later on in the week, of course, but uh, I will say Pittsburgh struggling the way they are. Definitely a little wondering why they're up there, but again, you know, for the most part with a lot of these, Aside from maybe flip-flopping couple two here and there, yeah. And then, of course, like I said, a couple other teams, I think they're definitely uh, getting slept on some. So it'll be interesting to see how these next rounds of power rankings go on. But for the most part, I definitely think you know, the top teams, bottom teams, yeah, I think those are kind of right, to be quite honest. But now it's time for the Hurricanes to continue to just practice and get their feet back under them because they kind of flip-flop some games and then make sure that they're playing a full 60 minutes because they are fixing to go on that West Coast road trip starting tomorrow against the Vegas Golden Knights. And on tomorrow's episode, we'll be previewing that matchup against Vegas. This is going to be their first time playing Vegas again in almost two years. So, this is going to be a very interesting matchup for the Hurricanes. Vegas isn't the Vegas that we really have come to know. So, again, I, I'm really expecting an uh, interesting matchup. And we'll be talking about that in tomorrow's episode. Th- thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of the day. Now, make go, go make Locked On NHL your second listen. You guys know all about that great show. Where it's the national show, and they talk about all of the big storylines going on in the NHL. So go listen to that next, and go follow Locked On Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at lo underscore hurricanes, and myself on Twitter at jaredells underscore ninety six. And I will talk to you tomorrow when we preview the game against Vegas.